Hello and welcome to the second, well, technically third episode featuring fourth in total, (laughs) but the third one featuring her. So we are going to pretty much carry off where we left off and really talk about hygiene in terms of our sleep, our eating, and also our work environments, like ways that we structure ourselves like to manage kids, to manage dogs, to manage our work in general, because you're a trainer, right? Yes, she's a trainer. I'm a coach. We have our clients to assist, which are pretty much like our kids as well. And we also, on top of that, have continued education to do. We have a list of our chores to do as well. So it's all about pretty much how we manage ourselves so that we can actually be in a position to manage our clients as well as the other things around us, which we think will really benefit you because, yeah, I think there'll be a lot of applicable stuff because there are so many things that people overlook and especially when it comes to your gut health. And that's just a little teaser because everybody's got this hype about gut health, but yes, so... Okay, let's kick it off then. So, um, I think we ended the last episode particularly talking about um, kind of our physical hygiene practices, so sleep hygiene, um, uh, like nutrition planning, like all of that stuff, didn't we? Yeah. Um, should we start with that? Is that the... Yeah. Start with that because we want to work in practices at the end. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Especially because you're so big on sleep. Your sleep oh, hygiene, so I can talk on this for hours. I won't, <laughs> but I, but it is one of my favourite subjects. I read so much on sleep when I was a newly qualified trainer, and it really had a big, big impact on how I kind of shaped my working practice with clients. Um, how I even like do things like how I raise my child, how I how I manage my own sleep, rest and recovery, particularly in the competition cycle, which I'm in now, so it's really, really important. So um, so it's been one of my kind of big centerpieces of managing clients and managing their um, their ability to apply themselves to um, my coaching programs, nutrition, etc, etc. So Sleep and recovery, um, as we all know, is really important for you to see progressive gains from your training and your um, from your diet. She doesn't just mean gains in terms of muscle. She means all-round gains. Yeah, exactly. So mental capacity, um, ability to maintain working relationships, to maintain home relationships, to apply yourself to your physical training and have the energy to do it, etc., etc. Um, so sleep and recovery is massively, massively underrated. A lot of clients at the initial consultation phase will say, I don't sleep very much or I don't sleep very well. And as I find out um, that often happens down the line, that type of insomnia, which clients will often talk about as, as having been a problem all their lives, it's a medical condition, um, it's something that I've always had and will never change, um, changes pretty rapidly. 
when you put hygiene practices in place. Now, I'm not saying it's a fix-all for everyone because obviously there are conditions out there which mean that sleep and insomnia are a real problem. However, these things can apply to a more general population and with consistency will hopefully help you achieve better rest and recovery time, which means you're more able to apply yourself in your training, your physical gains, and your mental capacity during the day in working practice. So the first thing that I say about sleep is, particularly if you're an insomniac, is you need to clean up your sleeping environment. And the reason that we do that is that we can prime the your mental state so that you are ready to go to sleep. Um, there is a what we call a hormone cascade that starts around technically it starts around 3 p.m. but your your sleep cycle your circadian rhythm that prepares you for sleep starts around 10 p.m. in the evening so a circadian rhythm is basically the rhythm that our bodies go through on a 24 hour period or a 70 period or whatever the cycle is okay so that is um, when we wake when we rest uh, when our um, our cortisol adrenaline hormones start to peak when they start to drop off like all of those things so it was, it's all like hormone based and it's based around our kind of um our our, our, our basis of being human on this planet living with the sun and, the, and the our circadian rhythm yeah so at 3 p.m in the afternoon that is when our cortisol and our adrenaline hormones are starting to drop off so in the morning we wake up around five six o'clock that's when your adrenaline your cortisol is peaked right so it has a function that is to wake you up and get you ready for the day you should feel refreshed in the morning of course not everybody does because they've had bad sleep so that's what we're talking about hygiene practices um so it will steadily rise um up to the point where you wake up in the morning you have a a period that where you have like um peak of it and then around 3 p.m. in the afternoon it should start to drop off now there are things that can interrupt that things like caffeine in the afternoon things like um, uh, your working practices um, particularly if you're looking at screens late at night um, light interference that sort of thing so we'll cover all of that in a minute um, then around 10 p.m. that's when you start your kind of sleep hormone cascade so if you can imagine um, you're at a wedding, I always use the same analogy because it seems to work. So when you're at a wedding, they have the, the kind of champagne glasses, there's one at the top, it's a pyramid, and if you get it right, you can pour champagne into the top glass or overflow into the next layer, the next layer, the next layer, and all the glasses should be full. Now, if one of those glasses is out of place, just one, then either the whole stack is gonna fall over completely or you're going to find that some of the glasses are over full, some of the glasses are half empty, some have nothing in, and you get this kind of mismatch. So not everything is optimal for your sleep. So that's basically how the hormone cascade starts. So around 10 p.m., you get an increase in the hormone melatonin. Melatonin can be prescribed for people who have sleep problems. Particularly, you find it prescribed for children who have ADHD, um, uh, and that is to help their cortisol and adrenaline drop off at night and help them get into that kind of sleepy, ready for bed kind of mood. So, melatonin peaks between 10 pm and 2 am. So, you have four hours of kind of optimizing your sleep hormone. 
So those four hours are crucial because the more you cut into that four hours, the less production of melatonin you're going to get. Melatonin is a very fragile hormone. So melatonin is produced under um, very specific circumstances. So for peak production of melatonin, it needs to be dark, pitch black. So if you are in a room with a TV on, with your phone screen, with the alarm clock that has a light, with you know charging lights, the lots of electrical activity, then that is going to affect the production of your melatonin. You're not going to produce as much, which means you're not going to sleep as much. So a pitch black room is essential, which is why I use blackout curtains in both my room and my child's room, always has done. And we do not, there is a rule in my house, and I have had this rule for as long as I can remember, there has never been a TV in my room, never. And there's never been a TV in my child's room either. If there are phones in there, they go on flight mode, they are off at night. They're not on silent, they're not on vibrate, they are off. There is no way of message getting through at night because you don't need someone to message you in the middle of the night. Okay, there may be particular circumstances where there is an emergency going on and things are slightly different. But for the most part of the time, you don't need someone calling you at two in the morning or texting you or whatever because they're up watching. Hi, baby. Sorry, my son's just woken up. Um, so between two, 10 a.m., sorry, 10 p.m. and 2 a.m., you want to maximize your dark period. Melatonin is produced in pitch black and we need that darkness to be able to produce it with our bodies. Otherwise, you're not going to get an optimal production. So the other things you need are your need, room needs to be cool. So like a cave, you need a, a source of fresh air. So the window should be open, no heating on, you know, make sure that you don't have too many blankets or too little blankets. You know, you need to be comfortable and ready for sleep. Your room is for sleeping at this point in time. It is not for, um, you know, watching t TV, doing work, etc., etc. So in preparation for that, we need to make sure that we have a relaxing environment. So you haven't taken the laptop to bed to finish off some work. You're not on Facebook, you're not on Instagram, you're not on social media, you're not, um, you know, messaging like your friends about the latest gossip. You know, you can do all that before bed, not in your bedtime preparation time. Lots of people like to use an app. I use Calm, it's brilliant. They have lots of celebrities on the Calm app and there are loads and loads of sleep stories. There's meditation music, there's, um, uh, things like, uh, you know, seven days of calming anxiety, seven days of mental fitness preparation. There's loads of stuff on there. Um, but they have some, they have really good variety. So you can listen to something different every night. There's travel stories, there's fictional stories, there's children's stories, you name it. It's on, <laughs> this is Jack. Um, you name it, it's on there. So that's a really good way. If you're, if you find it difficult to prepare yourself a bed and you feel like you need to be doing something, the Calm app, tell you a story, listen to something is a good way of getting yourself into that kind of um, preparation for sleep. So we've taken the screens out of the room. Your room is pitch black. We've got something to help you prepare mentally and get into a relaxed state of mind. So we've gone from TV, hectic day, work, whatever, and we've used our app if necessary to go from a real active state of mind to a very calm state of mind where you've cleared your head and you're re now ready to sleep. Okay, so for peak production of melatonin, if you have a late night, I say to my clients, you know, one night a week is not going to matter too much if you go to bed at, say, closer to midnight than 10 o'clock. However, most of the week, so six or five or six days a week at least, 
you need to be prepared at the same time. So let's say, for example, 9.30, 9.45, so that you're going to be ready for 10 o'clock to get the maximum production of melatonin. This is in an ideal situation. I know not everybody has these uh, this ability with like, um, like working night shifts or whatever. This is an ideal situation. However, if you're outside of that ideal situation, what you want to do is have consistency for as much of the time as possible. Okay, so go to bed at the same time, have the same routine every time you go to bed. So five days out of seven, six days out of seven, that is what you want to be doing. If you are struggling to sleep, you don't like going to bed early, start with planning to go to bed for 11.30. Move it to 11.15, move it to 11 o'clock, move it to until you get a time that suits you. There is actually something scientific that you can add to that as well. So we have the ability to shift our circadian cycle by up to 30 minutes. 15 minutes is the optimal, but if you're trying to become a morning person or you're trying to work on, like you need to actively be trying, not just say, cause yeah, I w- it was me once where I used to be like, okay, I'm gonna make sure that I sleep before 9.30. I kept saying it, never did. Now I am. Now I really wanna get my sleeping to nine o'clock. So it's trying to shift it that little bit at a time and you really can change your sleep cycle The same is with your eating, like your whole circadian rhythm is something that your body adapts to. Your body is an adapting machine. And that's exactly why I try to get my clients to eat the meals at the same time of day, exactly as Phoenix has just mentioned, because your body loves routine and it will end up secreting hunger hormones and fullness hormones at the same time if you give it that stimulus regularly. The brain learns from reps. It learns from repeating the same secrets over and over again. If you want to change your eating patterns, you need to change them bit by bit. Don't try to overhaul them all at once. I guess there are some certain situations where it's kind of best to bite the bullet and actually force yourself mentally to go through it because what you're doing is so far from ideal. But Basically, if you want to make the process easier for you in terms of setting your circadian rhythm, do it in little nibbles of 15 minutes. Back to you. Yeah, absolutely that, 100%. Um, just on the side to that, there is, the, there is this kind of train of thought, like, I cannot do that. You know, I am an adult now, and I've spent my whole life not being able to sleep so just because you tell me to go to bed at this time doesn't mean it's going to happen okay let's flip that situation how about you start a new job and all of a sudden they want you to work a different shift pattern so you now have to work a night shift instead of a day shift does that mean that you are not going to sleep because you've lived all your life the same way so you're still going to go to bed at nine o'clock in the evening even though you've got to be at work at nine o'clock no, it doesn't, because you're now in a situation where you are committed to something. There is a, a, a higher priority that means that you need to adapt your own routines, and you will do it, and you'll fall into that routine really quickly. It might take you, you know, one five-day pattern. What was that P that. word? Sorry? What was that P word again? Uh, priority. Yes, priority. <laughs> early, like, priority. Like, you guys need to sort out your priorities. If you do not schedule your priorities, your life's going to take over and start scheduling you around. Like, priorities are the biggest thing. And when it comes to priorities, 
unless you actually have a deep enough reason why and stop looking at things like we talked about in the first episode just on the external like okay I want to look good what the does sleeping have to do with it what the hell does this have to do with it like if you don't tie I will go into all the health stuff all about sleep as well once Phoenix has finished with the actual hygiene of it all I will go into why you want to make it your number one priority but the thing is if you do not attach this strong drive and actually ask yourself questions like this is why I'm big on asking people how do you feel how did this make you feel okay and how would you usually feel like you don't want to feel like a friggin' zombie walking around and feel like you're letting yourself down you need to do exactly what you told yourself you're gonna do but you need to make it manageable so get your priorities straight and align them with the person you want to become because sometimes we need to actually have a foot literally up our bum to make us move but all like a lot of the time we're not going to be ending up with three different jobs forcing us to shuffle our life around like you need to do it yourself yeah absolutely and we're going to come on to that in a bit as well because i was asking ruby about how she has changed her lifestyle to manage her priorities effectively because ruby is such a busy person and like the amount of stuff that i see you put out is ridiculous so we'll come to that in a minute um ruby how long have we been recording now 17 minutes okay cool um We'll, we'll carry on for another 10 minutes and then we'll take a we'll take a break and then put it into episode two i thought that actually might be a good place to stop we'll see we'll see how it turns out um okay so um yeah we so we've got the melatonin production four hours prioritize make it your job you know if it's something is important to you make it that top priority so as if you are starting a new job they're paying you and you know a salary this is how you are going to manage your basic security your sleep your food you know, you know your rent your, your food on the table if you place that priority on it you're going to make it happen you'll do what you need to do to make it happen okay once we are maximizing that melatonin um and we have set the environment we've made a dark room we've managed our electronics we've managed our pre-sleep routines of taking away screens, um, relaxing music, sleep stories, whatever it may be. If you are that person that doesn't sleep, yes, this is going to take a while because your brain's still going to be going, yeah, but I don't want to sleep now. It's going to fight you. It's going to try and stick to your old routines and habits. That is normal. That's normal. And you have to go through the pain to get through to the other side. It isn't something that is going to happen overnight. (laughs) She's making symbols at me. Yep, it's exactly like the cables we spoke about last episode. Your brain's going to want this. Yeah, exactly. So you are going to have to change your stimulus bit by bit, and it means being consistent with your application to the routine. You might not go to sleep the first night. You might not go to sleep the second, third eventually is going to happen okay and then that night you're going to go yes i did it you know it may be up and down for another week or so maybe longer you will get there once you are maximizing that four hours of melatonin production the rest of the hormone cascade will fall into place melatonin is not just a sleep hormone it doesn't just make you sleepy it triggers a cascade of what happens next with the other hormones in your body so 
during the night we have a replenishment of the hormones that we've used up in the day you know we've got like lots of organs and all the hormones have different functions in the body so you've got different glands you've got your pituitary you've got thyroid you've got your um you, you've got your um, pancreas you've got like loads of different endocrine cycles going on so they, that manage different parts of you some manage stress some manage hunger some manage um uh, your energy levels that manage your reproductive cycle there's lots and lots of things going on there now going back to our champagne glass analogy if some of those hormones are really high for example say you're not getting enough um of the melatonin cycle at the beginning of the night what's going to happen is your prolactin in the morning is going to be high and if your prolactin is high it means you're going to be craving carbohydrates in the morning because you didn't get enough sleep we all know that feeling if you've been out on a big night or a late night or but you know if you stayed up with kids if you have a child you will know those sleepless nights that go on for about a year and you know how hard it is to can to manage your hunger the next day you crave carbs all the time because your body is in survival mode so managing that sleep cycle doing those small small things because in the grand scale of things the things i'm asking you to do are small you know the the dark room the the going to bed at the same time the the you know using some kind of app to get you into a sleeping frame of mind those are small things to help you manage um things that will override you in the morning so with your prolactin this high you're going to create carbohydrates you can't you don't have infinite willpower you will go and do what your hormones tell you to do so if you want to make that easier for yourself make it easier to be able to apply yourself to your nutrition to get more out of your training sessions to have quicker mental capacity at work or in your relationships or whatever the next day doing those small things will benefit you in the much bigger areas of your life and you might not connect that immediately but you will see the change over time yeah so that's pretty much touching on a lot of the things and she did mention prolactin which is released by the pituitary but that is only a little bit of the whole puzzle if you zoom out and look at the health implications of not enough sleep if you're someone that tests your blood glucose levels you will realize that even one night of poor sleep can lead to increased insulin resistance for not only that period in the morning but for pretty much most of the day and if you think about so insulin resistance what it means is that you're like if you eat carbs and you have sugars which is the breakdown product of carbs running through your blood what happens is your body needs to get it into cells to get it out of your body so you will have this amount of glucose in your bloodstream and your body is secreting insulin to signal to the cells because insulin is not a fat storage hormone it is a messenger hormone it will it is a transport hormone it will take whatever it is that needs to be shuttled to a muscle cell, to a liver cell, to a fat cell, it doesn't discriminate, and it will take it in. It will help to take it in because it will bind to the receptors that will take in whatever fuel is in the blood. Now, if you are insulin resistant, you could eat a whole bolus of carbs and you will need to secrete a larger proportion of insulin to actually get the effect any of the cells 
to actually get it into the body. So, well, into the muscle cells, into wherever it needs. So your body is still craving sugar. What did Phoenix say? You'll be craving sugar. So your body will be craving sugar for energy because it cannot get into that cell because your sleep deprivation just made you more insulin resistant. That is not an ideal situation to be in because you are thus causing the effect similar to wanting to push push the nutrients that are in the body, in the blood, into fat cells. So you are more likely to store your energy as fat versus going to muscle to actually feed muscle tissue. To actually feed muscle tissue. And this also goes for all the other cells. So being insulin resistant is not ideal. And if you want to actually manage your glucose, like manage your glucose control, manage your health, manage your hormones, then this is exactly why you want to be, you know, you know that why we were just talking about the priorities. It's exact, that is touching on the reason. So what we're going to do is in the next episode, we're trying to keep these pretty short. We're going to carry off from where we left off now. We're going to talk a little bit more about what shift workers can probably do. We're going to talk about how we do things and We're also going to talk on other things that, well, everybody loves coffee. We might give you some coffee recommendations for those of you that love your coffee and how I'm addicted to coffee and how I manage, yep, everything. She's holding a queen fucking everything mug for the podcasters. So we're going to talk about how we manage our love for caffeine and also how it influences your habit learning. So how your lack of sleep can stop you from learning the habits that you actually want to learn to move forward. So we will leave it there and we will see you on the next episode.